Ladies and gents, welcome to season three, episode seven, the episode that almost didn't happen. Uh, we are here in the basement once again. This is the episode that was interrupted by a uh, extreme medical emergency that has now been righted and all is well in the Mahalik household. A little uh, burn situation. First degree, second degree? Second degree. Yikes. Full second degree mm -hmm. on the palm of the hand. Uh, red right hand. Red right hand, yeah. So it it uh, it interrupted the previous cast. All is, all is well. We had to cut it short. I think, honestly, folks, if I'm being perfectly blunt, if I'm being damn frank, I would say to you that this is going to be worlds better than whatever we were in the process of doing last time because <laughs> we were off the rails almost instantly, I would say. Within and not seconds. from not from drinking or anything. No. It was just immediately off the rails. I almost fought Daniel. Yeah, he said he didn't like Prince. You nearly killed him. And I nearly, yeah. And Nick's got an extra. Nick Nick got an extra three weeks to actually read the uh, work. <laughs> so I did read the work. It doesn't mean I still understand it or not. <laughs> so absolutely. So what is the work? Uh, this episode is focused on. It's our first poetry episode, and we're going to be looking at Philadelphia native. Ryan X and his most recent publication from Split Lip Press uh, is called General Motors. And we are going to be looking at uh, the 25th anniversary, actually, of this album, Offspring Smash, as well as 2SP's Circadian. 2SP's great. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about all of them. Uh, I first, love all of them. First repeat. So this is a repeat cast because... Uh, of a beer. Well, brewery. the brewery, but uh, also the press. So this is yeah. our second yeah. split lip press. Um, that we're Shasta Grant. Shasta earlier. Grant's uh, I've read that twice since. It's chappy. still good. I Gather us up and take us home. Yep. I, yeah. I, I teach a couple of stories in that when home? I teach Flash. And it, it's it's oh. so good still. So good. Yeah, there are a few stories in that that are just like they crushing. Are I the want perfect examples of what... Flash fiction. Yeah, they're really done well. And should be. And you know what? I think it's also because of the form, because yeah. it's such a small thing. But Actually, moving on. We, we digress. So, yeah. Uh, digress. <laughs> we did. We digress. Uh, <laughs> we we're going to jump in. We're going to jump in. But before we do, I want to introduce you, dudes, uh, as SoCal punk bands, because that is, that is what Offspring are. Were especially when this album came out, they were and in the is, thick of it. I guess. Yeah, if you They're take that punk. thing, you know, they do were you, do you say offspring or do you say the offspring? The offspring. The, the offspring. offspring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people say offspring. I just was wondering. Not I've heard people that. say the offsprings, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's very strange. Because like, just read. It's just because there's <laughs> 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 just because there's more than one dude in the band right. does not make the band <laughs> a plural thing. Um, so here we go, Daniel. You are bad religion, my friend. Son of and a here's bitch. Here's why. Here's why. So, of course, <laughs> the offspring are on Epitaph Records, mm -hmm. which bad religion at that time from '88, I think they started. Right? Um, they were in charge of. After Smash, interestingly, fun fact, they doubled their employees. They went from like ten to twenty dudes, or not dudes, people, uh, because of the success of that album. Epitaph was quintessential if you were on epitaph you were punk as shit and what's really interesting and cool about that is like that was something where you know graffin is like a really smart dude i believe he has like a he's a professor at ucla biology right? zoology 
zoology, and yeah. and that's very similar to um, it's inc- incredibly similar to uh, Dexter Holland. Is he a biochemist? Uh, yeah, he I was looking at viruses and different things a like that. Single bad religion song. Really, is that the twenty first century you digital boy talking Not about even that one? Bad religion. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. <laughs> oh, that was bad company. But, but the the reason I give you that is because, um, very smart dude, very smart dudes. One, also very smartly business minded. Right there, they have their niche, and they are very very focused on doing what they want to do, continuing to do what they want to do, and so they built this record label mm-hmm. to be able to do just that because they saw what was going on elsewhere. You know, Panic Years takes a real hard look at some of this, I think. That's my novel. And they uh, <laughs> Tailwinds Press <laughs> available wherever you can buy books. And they <laughs> <laughs> And they put out a new wave record that ruined their record deal. So they needed to do something else. So there we are. Yeah, in a nutshell. Um yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put past They're one of my favorite uh, bands Daniel ever. putting putting out a new wave album. Um no. But they were also really good, like Black Flag, with like the logo and, and really merchandising and things like that, like smart shit. Yeah. You know? The Crossbusters, iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Just like the Black yeah. Flag thing. You know, I mean, those are the ones you remember. Um, and you, uh, Nick, are, of course, Op Ivy. Oh, wow. For okay. For a few reasons. The most, I think, notable being that that's that combination of uh, ska, which you love and I'm I not do. a great big fan of, but you. Uh, certainly do enjoy and you know some hardcore and I think yeah. it's a pretty pretty cool thing and then of course it turns into Rancid which I think is more uh, that's more my speed I like I like Rancid over Op Ivy well Op Ivy that record sounds like a bag of dog shit but it's really good I cannot wait to talk about sound <laughs> yeah. with this too because what we're talking about is you know Cali indie punk stuff in this weird time where you have the ADAT Recording a lot of shit, which is essentially a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not the greatest technology. It's not Betamax, but it's somewhere in between. Um, and also, it's something. <laughs> I recorded the eight at one time. Holy! I shit. might have, I might have ruined, like burnt down the one at Community College, of uh, Philadelphia's uh, studio. The what was that? I don't know. I have no idea. The eight at machine. <laughs> really? That was like the machines coming back from twenty years ago to get me. Could have been a weather alert on somebody's phone. Perhaps, yeah. Um, um, in any case, I was doing some weird thing in this. I forget what I was doing. I was transferring something from MIDI to tape, and I had things turned on, and something jammed up. And I, if I remember right, I was probably curious. Like, oh, what's this button do? Jeez. And it was the self-destruct know, button. And it was. And almost every time you go, what does this button? Do? I, had, I had to push it. No, you terrib- don't. I had to push terribly. it. There was a loud squeal. Things stopped. And that smell. There was no smoke, but that sm- you know the smell. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you incriminating yourself? <laughs> Technology. <laughs> no, this burning, was this man. was twenty one years ago. <laughs> I don't think there's a so statute of limitations. Yeah, I was gonna say that's all technology. If you <laughs> that's true, they're not gonna want that anymore. Destroy technology yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Like destroys done itself past. over time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. it's cool. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so if you were uh, Nick Mahalik, uh, if you were a SoCal punk band. Right on. Uh, I'm gonna go with no doubt. Nice for for, for two reasons. I All can't right. I can't think of another one. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I've seen you doing one armed push ups. Oh right, with on. your shirt off. Yeah, Wear, so wearing a tube top. The male Gwen Stefani. You're saying yes. I appreciate that. Yeah, listen. Hopefully, I don't uh, appropriate other cultures nearly as much as she has. 
what to make trash pop music you can do that <laughs> <laughs> i could do the latter probably pretty easily but uh i don't know i liked i like no doubt like songs like tragic kingdom's good <sighs> yeah sunday morning and like those ones yeah. that are really poppy but they, somehow they still like i'm like oh that's cool i'm into that excuse me mister was the yeah. punkest tune i heard in like 1995 as a kid i was like what and it's not punk at all it's right. just fast I always good. wanted to know yeah, what happened with her yeah. brother and like I never investigated it, but like he gets booted. Yeah, they kicked him on out. the album cover. Yeah. I think he I think he like went to like write for the Simpsons or something. He did. Really? You're yeah. right. Wow. He might actually still be like a guy Holy following shit. his path yeah. just like working yeah. Yeah. in writing. Well, yeah. so is the rest He's of the band because Gwen kicked them out. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> she said fellas don't speak yeah. <laughs> that song <laughs> that video was about it that is, and yeah, now yeah, they yeah. no longer employed that's a that's a good song you think so I, they i don't what do they do i don't know Collect uh, royalties? well you know i always yeah. found it weird like uh the guitarist was like a metal guitarist mm -hmm. the drummer was the most punk dude out of all he's of a I psycho think. too he yeah. was wild yeah he did a bunch of unwritten law records too he seems like a dude from um uh what's his name the dude who was, he played with Nails, he played with Perfect Circle, uh, he was from the Vandals, drummer for the Vandals. Oh, oh, God, uh, Freese. Yeah, Josh, Josh Freese. Yeah. He does he everything. He reminds me of him, yeah. like very tight. So punk he can play metal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're just like very proficient. <laughs> That's f So punk you can play metal. That's mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. Dude from Wilhelm Scream, perfect yeah. example as well. Right, so that was a little amuse-bouche of the music segment. <laughs> <laughs> you just said amuse-bouche on a podcast. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Can we start a podcast called Amuse Boosh? Amuse Boosh. But never mind. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. the whole thing. We just did the whole podcast. It's a 10 second. Done. Yeah. Amuse Boosh. Moving forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's 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 get into um, General Motors. So, this is Ryan X, I believe. E-C-K-E-S. -E -E not yeah. like Ryan X. Still, X right. gonna give it to you. Is X we're gonna use it. Gonna give it to you. I... Uh, I kept saying like I see an echo like that old brand the elephant with the, the rhino, rhino. rhino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in any case Mark Echo um, poetry thanks, thanks let's talk that. about poetry <laughs> for just a moment yes I have things to say because when we're when we're thinking about this his collection is unique in that it's broken up into three distinct uh, I would say I don't know, would parts fit I'm yeah. not sure if that's well the most accurate because I think they're meant to weave within one another. Um, yeah. However, he, he's got it broken up into these three distinct parts. And those parts, I think, really do or are meant to weave in with one another. The first one is the chase scenes, right? And then we have Spurs, my personal favorite. I like the Spurs. And then we have Strikes, which I really thought that that was the one I was going to be all about because that's very, very much... You're pro-union. Super, yeah. You have a crush on Ryan X a little bit, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, <laughs> unabashedly, <laughs> sir. Yeah, yeah he, he writes he writes the thing, like the thing that they always tell you, right? Mm -hmm. Write the thing you'd like to read. Yeah. And he writes the thing I'd like to read yeah. um, every so you time. So you don't have to write anymore. I literally am done. Yeah. This is my <laughs> resignation. I'm putting it in. Everybody can see it. It's clear as fucking day. I'm out. Um, oh, we have footage of that, too. Yeah. Do. This, is, this is documented in every way possible. That was perfect. I can't believe that. I, I, that never happens. So please tag Ryan X with that. Let him know that his writing stopped. Ended Nick's career. <laughs> I quit. Before, before it began. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I really, I really, really do. And I, I have some of his other stuff, which is very, very good. This, I think, is just all the things that you can tell he feels passionate about. Philadelphia, uh, unionizing, 
um, frankly, just looking out for the for the masses and, and, and the people that get trod upon and that kind of thing. And 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 justice, you know, like all of these things that are very big ideas and you wonder how you can approach them. Like poetry is a great venue for that. But how do you actually get something worth while out that is engaging? And I, I feel like he succeeds in that way um, because history is tough. Like there's a lot of history woven into the mm -hmm. Spurs, you know, um, and just so as like an overview, I guess. Yeah, tell us, tell us, and and uh, you know what what are the Spurs? It's not some team from a city <laughs> that plays basketball. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no. Uh, Tottenham as well. Um, sorry. Right, yeah. So in no way is it associated with sport, uh, <laughs> unless you're getting on the Spurs to go see some sports. So the Spurs are these proposed um, lines throughout Philadelphia that would have been either L's, elevated railroads, or uh, subways. And they were meant to sort of take us out into the further reaches of Philadelphia from the center of the city. So there's uh, there's a Roxborough Spur, there's a Northeast Spur, um, and there's a, a West Philly Spur. There's all these different spurs. And a um, lot of them are spur. like started. They're just these abandoned tunnels mm -hmm. that the city has no idea what to do with. Yeah, and they've been sitting there for like 60, stuff. 70 years. Yeah, and so that's the thing. So, so Philadelphia kind of got fucked because we were made into a driving city because Ford comes in and basically like all these things that were being proposed at the turn of the 20th century. By all the trolleys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you go down 10th Street, there's a ton, especially down South Philly, of these old abandoned uh, rails that you see that are just in the street now. And you're like, you know, um, there's very few that have been preserved. And X notices this. This is actually something when he read at Arcadia, I... I asked him a question about it because I had stumbled upon it and was researching it because that's fascinating to me. I'm, I think Indiana Jones got into my head real young and I'm really so interested in, in, in uncovering these lost things and these things that are hidden from us and, and, and that show us sort of like what the shape of civilization might have been, things like that. I and, think you'll need a bull whip. And so, so uh, the, uh, the Spurs really are that and, and what they are, he has a number of different, um, just what they were being proposed to be named um, Pash Young Spur, Germantown Spur, Roxborough Spur. And then he, the poem is about the people that they would have served, essentially. And um, frankly, a Philadelphian's connection to it. And I, you know, I'm, of course, I'm from Bucks County, um, but having lived in Philadelphia for a while now and, and just being so close my whole life, it really, and, and just the history of Philadelphia itself, you know, it was the capital for so long and, and or for a while and, and, and knowing about the yellow fever epidemic and all these things that really shaped our nation that occurred here. Um, it is fascinating to see. I feel like it's such a microcosm of, of what can happen with capitalism, you know, and it's because it's slow and it's creeping and, and it changes things, not overnight, but a little bit. And then, and then this sort of, so these social experiments start to erode and you, and you see dominating forces just spring up, you know, like the Comcast buildings and all this different mm. stuff. And, and it's really fascinating to me to, to, to watch and, and look. And it's disturbing, too, like what could have been and, and where would we be if there was more connective tissue, you know, because we are a segregated city. We're one of the most segregated yeah. cities in the union. Well, the good news, one of those spurs uh, on 20 heading south on 21st Street, that's mm -hmm. right behind the Rodin Museum. The good news is, is that all the cops can park their cars in yeah. the abandoned tunnel now. 
Yeah, they do too. So if that's right by the station. So if that spur wasn't <laughs> Bullshit. there, Bullshit. used yeah. to walk past that all the time. Yeah, I mean, we we wouldn't have the Rizzo esque police force that we have. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> hats off to you, <laughs> abandoned spur. You've proved my point in a really beautiful way. It's as way. if Nicely it were <laughs> advantageous for those in power. So. Yeah, yeah, and um, it is. It's it's really disturbing to see like. That we are a driving city and, and and how annoying seventy six is and how all this this, this well stuff. also seventy six was built into the side of a mountain and the bank of a river. I mean it was. But if we had this public transportation, would it be as fucked? I say no. no. I would agree. Right. And right. and and so um, that's one of his focus points. You know that's 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 section two. The first one is is these these chase scenes, which are really I thought the form of those was really interesting. Yeah. The Spurs are, are are pretty straightforward. The form of the chase scenes is essentially. It's all these like paragraphs, like really top left justified. They don't mm. go. It's 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 jarring when you look at it, right? Like because you expect if it's just a paragraph, it'll be in the middle or it'll be double spaced and it'll be broken in a different way. So he he's playing with form in the so chase scenes, which is there's urgency to it. So what I like about that, uh, what's good about that that I like <laughs> is in my own head, we've <laughs> never been able to, three seasons and we can't you stop can't doing that. Do it. It's interesting because. <laughs> Uh, we've got a thing that uh, sort of works, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, so what I really dig about poetry and that X does here is how it forces you to read it on its own terms. Yeah, and it's where the poet is making you. Uh, a lot of people just do like the all lowercase letters. I'm going to space shit just because I'm a silly motherfucker and I I think it looks cool. But yeah. I feel like the urgency of those by pushing it uh, high, yeah, back and to the left. Dude, for real, it does. It do, it really force you to read it, just like uh, when E. Cummings kind of when he was doing that. Mm -hmm. um, that was for a reason. It was forcing you to read it in a way that the author intended. Yes. Um, and uh, it's such a, a, a such a small example of it just being a justified paragraph up tight to the left. Yep. But that's so much more powerful than some dipshit using all lowercase letters and spacing shit all over the page. It's like, why yeah, are never, you doing that? I yeah. never understood that. I have a very... Sorry, if there's any poets listening, you are not one of the dipshits. You know, but Maybe they, I, think that, I, I think know. that they're thinking of the ones that are yeah. in their heads. You know what I mean? Like everybody, there, there's a thing that, that happens where like you have to acknowledge everybody's work as work because that's what it is yeah. but you don't necessarily have to respect it do you know what i mean and yeah. you don't you don't necessarily have to give it um all of this uh accolade and worth just because it's work work is work you acknowledge it you did work and 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 i'm not well gonna tear you down just for doing work right but i'll say yeah. um if, if this doesn't provide or deliver what it, it appears to do or what it maybe it's just artifice, to do, then yeah. yeah you know well, it could be so if it's just if it's just fancy design because the thing is at the at the end of the day there's that thing that goes throughout literature right fiction drama whatever it is uh poetry you have to really know the fucking rules before you break them yeah right? Right. you have to be pretty proficient in this shit before you just start abandoning all all, all form and, and, and destroying it all, you know? Like, uh, your boy, who do you um, teach poetry with? Um, Billy Collins. Billy Collins, exactly. He talks about what he's talking about. So what we ended up doing here is 
looking at modern poetry at a broader scope instead of focusing on X. Yeah. So let, let's we'll, we'll look at this for a second. Yeah. Uh, Billy Collins. It's certainly worthwhile. It's a great yeah. way to introduce yeah, somebody he, to poetry. I, I forget the name of the the poem. It's like literally introducing my students to poetry or something. S- very close to that. And he and he says, "Do are we? I'm so I was told I have to tie the poem to a chair and beat it with a hose or, or words to that effect." Yep. Uh, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not. But he asked them to hold it up. Yeah. Right. So, uh, if we were prepared, we, <laughs> if only we had uh foresaw this conversation i could have had that poem up the billy collins one um but yeah i'm looking for it right now i have it in my in my thing but what i like that ryan x does is uh he's playing with the convention in a very meaningful way it's not right. artifice for the sake of artifice because you don't you you are given the rules. You're forced to abide by them almost instantly. Yeah. There's there's nothing really there, and 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 he's using the same introductory uh, phrase for like each one as well. And he's actually saying something. Yes, which is uh, I guess I guess probably the most important thing with um with any writing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just as a as a quick aside, it's called Introduction to Poetry, the Billy Collins poem. Okay, um, but I think. When we're looking at it, that's the other thing. Like as a Philadelphian, the idea of the police is a huge part of the city as well. So we have capitalism, what it's done to the city. We have racism, what's done to the city. We have the police and what they've done to the city. And he somehow, we also have, Philadelphia is one of the most uh, unionized cities in the country as well. Like we are one of the most pro-union uh, we have some of the most unions, the strongest. I mean, the SEPTA union is one of the strongest in the country. Uh, teachers union, not so much, but we used to be. We used to be fucking tough as shit, um, which is unfortunate because we really haven't been since the 80s. But in any case, all of this exists in, in the city in, in really sort of grand ways because we have, as weird as it seems, more years under our belt than most other major cities in the country. And I think with... Tying in the probably Spurs. the most, the most. Years. Well, yeah, I think in New New England has Boston and stuff like that rivals us a little bit in yeah. those things. Um, and New Amsterdam, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got a few years on the belt. <laughs> Why did you start sounding like a 1930s baseball? Because you can read all about it. <laughs> yeah. And next up to bat, Jimmy the Beanbag Bagwell. <laughs> uh, so let me let me talk about X for a second uh, while you're you're thumbing through yeah. your 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 anthology there. I um I can't I'd be a liar if I said that I truly understood and I got and I really loved everything he was doing. Sure. But, but what I can acknowledge That's poetry in a nutshell. Yeah, right, ladies <laughs> and gents. <laughs> One oh one, hats off to you. Uh what We're I making progress, yeah. doing big things here. <laughs> <laughs> what I can say is he is commenting on his time he's Absolutely, commenting yeah. on the shit he's seeing and the real things that are going uh around in his um in his world and his very narrow view world of of, of a philadelphia world mm-hmm. and an oftentimes an academic philadelphia world which i mm. think could you know maybe put some uh he has been a professor for quite some time yeah that that's definitely a bubble yeah, yeah there's a lot of people that might especially a, a that might like to read poet too, and they're like yeah. Don't I don't identify with this. 
Right. It doesn't mean it's bad. I just I just really don't know what you're doing here, sir, because I, I don't know what your themes are that you're referencing. Um, I, I do think that you're you're touching on something that does exist. We've had this conversation, I think, in the past where there's a certain vernacular, right, mm-hmm. um, that's used in academia that is exclusionary purposefully, that is, is meant to be elitist and it's meant to keep people out. Um, it's, I experienced it when I was writing my thesis um, for my ed masters, like, and my advisor was actually great. I loved that he was mine because he, he was like, listen, you know, this is your only issue is you don't have the words. You literally don't have the vocabulary mm-hmm. to express what you're trying to express in a way that will get this published, that will get you to the next step um, to where you want to be. And it was really disheartening and frustrating. It was the most frustrated I've ever been um, in my in my life. <laughs> uh, well, I always anything. said that my Masters of Ed was the biggest waste of time and money that I could have thought of. And <laughs> some people really do feel that way. I, I, I definitely have seen that a bunch, especially among teachers. That seems to be something where a lot of times we get like a discount to some U-insert university. I got a $300 here. raise. <laughs> yeah, for something like that. Woo! Yeah. Uh, 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 a year. Yikes. Whoa, 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 whoa. A year. You, my friend, have been uh, bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say I thought he made it. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting at the top of the heap over here. Man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You put that in your health savings account. And, uh, <laughs> what you $300 Watch it a check. $300 a check. I'd quit this show, go buy myself a DeLorean, and drive the fuck off into the sunset. <laughs> at 88 miles an hour. <laughs> and you get cancer. You don't they worry about me. it. I don't you know got, how. You got they the $300. Uh, yeah. But in any case... Um, can I, can I, I go will, for it. I will say that, uh, my big criticism about this, besides the one that I just said, is if I just picked this up, uh, General Motors by Ryan X out of, uh, Split Lip Press, right? It might seem to maybe the casual reader that just, that, that just wants some, some fucking poetry in their life, that it's a room that they don't belong in. And what makes you. F- because I might, I can. I'm, I'm probably a lot uh, pretty biased because I, I really, this I is, immediately. This is your jam. That's this my is, jam. Yeah. yeah, it's as jammy as it gets. This is a very particular subset of a subset. <laughs> it's like sure. it is definitely boots on the ground, gritty observational yeah. poetry. Yeah, but of <laughs> a <laughs> of a very particular brand, of a very particular. You know, we're talking, we're talking unions. We're talking uh, infrastructure. We're talking uh, it, it's it's sort of like American studies, urban Philadelphian American studies. Well, let me ask you this though, then, because what you just made me think and of it's was not like, a bad thing. You might be talking about Henry David Thoreau at the same time, right? I don't What's know, the, man. Actually, I think I could speak to this yeah. A actually, bit. I, I yeah. <clears throat> this whiskey is really good. I just want to go on the really record nice. and say that. Yeah. Um, I have a very uh, I don't know. Contentious relationship with poetry. I like poetry. I like words. What did it do to you? Um, <laughs> I, um, Show us where it touched. I teach. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I teach Shakespeare. I love reading Shakespeare. I teach Beowulf. Beowulf's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so you like modern poetry? poetry yeah. Bo- fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, modern poetry <laughs> strikes like me. I, assaulted Prince. I don't have a way into modern poetry. Okay. Um, valid. I feel sometimes it makes me feel stupid. Okay. And, and and not that I don't enjoy the reading experience. The the words are very lovely. In defense of poetry, that's not poetry's fault. 
<laughs> and you're not wrong, but neither is Nick because yeah, I, that, I that is something that, no, it, that it, modern poetry. It's difficult. It, it is yeah. it's extraordinarily difficult. We talked about Frandelario. Frandelario um, does a really nice job. His poetry just sucks me in and I'm there and I'm feeling everything. Um, I'll buy poetry books um, that I've just seen online that are getting really good press and I'll pick them up. I'm like, wow, that was really lovely. I don't know anything that just happened. So the imagery is 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 like the surface. And yeah, you're, I mean, you're, it's, you're able yeah. to just like the words sound really good. Yeah, you're able to, and yeah, that's just, and that's yeah. what I'm where I'm coming from, and that's what I got from this. Okay, all right. Like I enjoyed the experience. Yeah, I don't know how to talk about it. It's really interesting because the the thing that I'm feeling is that that moment that you guys have surely experienced, where whether it be um, a band or or an author or something like that where you can't see how on earth anyone couldn't love it get it right be moved by it right and so that so i'm in that sort of like space and it's it's one of those things where daniel you put it really sort of perfectly like it's it's absolutely my my jam so it's it's difficult for me to take off any sort of lens yeah. uh beyond my own with this but if i am thinking about it i i would when say you that, bought this book yeah, they gave. I was you, psyched for it for like months. They <laughs> gave you a loaf of toast. I see what you're saying. Because it, yeah. it was your jam, right? You, I understand. Yeah, holy raspberry. Jesus, raspberry. <laughs> uh, raspberry. That was we'll, we'll quite a dad joke there. We'll edit, <laughs> we'll edit that out. So this whiskey. That's what I'm gonna do. So the we're talking um, poetry. You're pouring, baby. The. Uh, <laughs> The sections go, these chase scenes where there's uh, X, presumably, the, the, there's a speaker and a chase. few other people, and they're just, you know, going throughout the city, right? And they're, they're in these particular places that are, you know, usually ones where you're going to find yourself in a tight spot or a tough spot, and, and you're going to start to be, I think, what, what I took from it was, that's very interesting. Okay, uh, that's that's my statement. Oh, okay. No, because you're right. I I didn't, didn't even notice that. All yeah. of these poems are when you're in a very uh, physically confined or emotionally confined space. Yeah, there, there's, there's there's so much tension. Yeah, and 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 it's the thing like what I kept thinking about was 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 this is what makes you you. Like this is what creates a character. This is what creates a person. And I think that's what he's really tapping into is is these experiences and these sorts of places um, are what mold you. And, 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 you know, this is what gives you your reputation. This is what creates you. And, and that's what I was really sort of drawn to there um, because that's the chasings. That's what brings you in. So you see all these brief sort of like flashes and then you get into the spurs and you see he kind of pulls you back into the history of these places that you're put into. Um, and then, of course, we get into, um, you know, being called to action and, and, and strikes, you know, and, and that's where it's gotten to a point because you don't strike unless you have uh, no real other option. When diplomacy has failed, right, you, you strike. I mean, because you I, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, experienced this or, or had the strike. Uh, your particular places, or if that's been a threat or something bandied about, you know. Um, but that's a that's an intense time. There's a cloud of electricity that follows you yeah. when you're in that time 
of unionizing or uh, if you're already unionized and, and, and it's coming to that contractual or contract negotiation period and, and, and strike is on the table, especially in Philly and Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh, Philly, because Harrisburg controls the dough, right? They passed a bill that if you strike in these major areas, um, your uh, certification is taken away. Right, if you strike, so that's why Philly, we 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 will only strike if it's everybody. We because usually it's eighty percent, right? Mm -hmm. That we we move to action. We have to wait until it's like pretty much a hundred behind this action. Because if we do, Harrisburg pulls all has the ability based on legislation to pull everyone's certification, and then everyone is entitled to a trial to keep it. Yeah, so and will they? You so that's the thing. Will everybody get a? Will, will they really make that move where they pull everybody's cert, hire all new people, give everybody a trial? I mean, no. I I say never. I no, say well, never. That, that's a way to but stick the you threat in the shit. is what scares the person with thirty years, right. who's waiting for retirement. You know what I mean? And 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 shit like that. So in any case, striking is when it comes to a head. That's war essentially, right? Yeah. And and so he he starts with these like real tense scenes. Right. Chase scenes where nothing's really gone wrong yet, but you're in a very tight spot. And then it's let's take a breath. Let's look at the history of how we got to this fucking spot. How did we get here to these chase scenes? And then, boom, it breaks and we're in strike. So you're reading this collection as like a narrative. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think it is. This this is your jam. One hundred percent. Yeah. I well, I can I can speak to that tension. My, my father. For for my you. <laughs> My father's a union man, steel workers, works at Merck. Uh, he <coughs> was a union steward for a number of years. Shit almost killed him. Yeah. It's Shit almost killed him. Unionizing he, is, like, is, is so tense. Yeah. So that tension, I saw it. Yeah. Every day. It was probably like like electricity in your, like, yeah, and, and, all over the and house. Yeah, and dude was always very reserved, but even in his... We just see that one vein. Yeah, right? dude. I, I swear to God that like he, all his hair went <laughs> right gray in the middle of his forehead in six months. Shit, I've never seen that kind of shit. Like he always yeah. had a little bit, right? But then, but then psh, gone. And that's when he started shaving his head. It was wild. Wow. Like, it, like, yeah. And then he he gave up that position because it it was dude, it kill was you. killing him. It really will. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's very very tense. Yeah. It's very very tense. And uh, God bless X for uh, or science bless X for for doing. What he does, because he's he's unionizing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going around. He's getting is all that. Is this a poetry collection a call to action? Is it? That's an interesting activism? point. Maybe he references. Uh, so when I, when I was reading this, I, I can't say that I truly got it the way you get it. But but who? who that's I mean, who, it's so yeah, subjective. Yeah. What I was getting from this is like, oh, this reminds me of Amiri Baraka. Yeah, you got what you got. Yeah, and, and I was that's like, valid. And it made me appreciate. It made me actually go back to Amiri Baraka. We'll give the audience was, a heads up on who that. Well, Amiri Baraka was like a, a, a just like a great poet. You know, promoted the black arts of uh, just the the black American. Like we're here. Yeah. Quit fucking us over. Right. Um, and, you know, after 9-11, he had a poem that got him a little bit of a little bit of water. It was maybe yeah. a little, little, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> anti-Semitic uh, overtones. We're back to 1930. Yeah. Um, but that should not uh, discount his body of work throughout the uh, 60s sure. and the 70s, 80s. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? He's like, what's his name from Field of Dreams? Uh, is... <laughs> 
Ryan X, is this his call to action? Is this his, uh, I want to call it a manifesto, but um, Amiri Baraka's stuff, some of it was, was I want to call it militant, but it was very, like, shit is real. Yeah. And here it is, friends. Let me, let me just you, pull back your eyelids a yeah, little bit. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I, I am going to say no only because this is sort of the very clear next collection for X, it seems. Looking at his previous stuff, like, it's all... And this isn't more extreme than any of the other things he's written. I think it's just more uh, distilled and focused on this particular... Um, movement that he's really a part of right now i think in a bigger way than he has been before because it doesn't show up in his work as much speaking specifically of unionizing and the strikes and stuff i think this is where um the tension has 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 built and 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 this is the diamond that's come out mm -hmm. in my opinion you know what's really cool you're talking about this as if you were talking about a series of albums from a band that's like, how it feels yeah, kinda, yeah it's really cool yeah i feel hear. a segue coming on in a few minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah. well uh, we're yeah. due and 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 so uh, in the end, you know, it's 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 really tough to to talk about poetry in the way that you can talk about fiction, because as demonstrated over the past uh, thirty minutes, exactly, or so. yeah. yeah. And and so to the listener, the the encouragement here is is to, is to read poetry because I think, and I love that you, Nick, uh, were saying, you know, you go out and buy poetry even I though you I have this experience with, with it yeah. yeah because you do you even do. though he hates it right and, i and, do but you <laughs> but you but like you said aptly put i want to grapple with it right yeah. you you don't get progress whether it be intellectually or, or or socially without the fight right and so whether it's a uh intellectual fight whether it's a, an actual physical fight i mean it kind of has to happen um, at different times it's going to happen and sometimes it's with words whatever the fuck it is it happens and it needs to happen and so what I think X is touching on is is that um, in a large way here and I encourage everybody to to grapple with poetry and what's interesting is the the newest generation you know our millennials and and generation that follows um, poetry sales have gone up 25 percent in the past five years this whole thing about millennials uh, we always talk about millennials as being young. Like oh, I am them. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the youngest <laughs> millennial, not. the longest, I, it depends on what your no, you're definitely litmus is, um, or <laughs> litmus, whatever the Gen uh, X, baby. chart is. Yeah, Millennials. Get off my millennial <laughs> dick, bro. I was gonna say get off my lawn, <laughs> but that makes you. This, that I makes made you a, a choice. silent generation. I made a choice. <laughs> the millennials, uh, which I feel like an asshole even saying it. The youngest, <laughs> yeah, the youngest, the youngest yeah. millennials, <laughs> sort of. He's up in his tower, depends. looking down. The at youngest him. millennials are graduating graduate school. They're in their late twenties, and the oldest millennials. Doesn't it go to two thousand? Myself. Went to two thousand. Uh, yeah, they moved almost line. forty. I'll be turning forty at you're the end of the year. You're not a millennial, bro. It depends on whose math you're looking at. Oh, come on. Well, isn't it all bullshit anyhow? They just want to blame people for all right. the other yeah. shit. Yeah, it's well, you used the word millennials the as, as like yeah. young, was, young people. I was literally saying sort of like the generation that's below me. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's next. And then the one that you, follows them. Yeah, yeah. Nick, so you and I are tail end millennial. We're at the very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And everybody else, you know, it's. 
these young people, they get shit on all the time. But here's the thing, and I think that's going to well, be a that's great. What I was trying to erase. I didn't want people to think we were. Sh- I didn't want you to be shitting yeah. on mm-hmm. absolutely people. And, and I'm in no way am I because I was saying that no, they're, they're buying cool. more poetry, so yeah. they're choosing to grapple with the difficult stuff. Yeah. They want to 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 be challenged, and that's a, one of the things. Like you see, uh, I was listening to some podcast the other day, and they were talking about how, you know, the the these college students were. St- just messing with sort of the dean or whatever, and and saying you know your hand gestures are offensive, and then laughing at him when he stops. Well, when he's like his moving his right. hand away from his crotch, I mean right. that's a little. <laughs> but <laughs> but the come on, <laughs> the dean should not have been doing that. But but um, but but the, the point here is 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 whoever was was doing the cast, it might even been like Joe Rogan or somebody. They were saying, well, they actually the these college students. They they don't take people seriously unless they they have like respect meme, for them. And they, dank they've meme. done they've done something worth you know respecting or something like that. And and it is really really interesting. Like they want to be challenged. They want to have some worth behind what's being said to them. That they shouldn't just take everything at face value. I think challenging that is good. I also think that that can go awry. In any case, that'll probably be cut because who fucking cares what I just said. Moving forward, I thought all they wanted was avocado toast. Right. This shit is good. <laughs> the way you looked at him when you said that, you, you were like trying to seduce him into liking it. Shit is good. Mm. If you could see yeah. his face, it's exactly what Which I did. Exactly right. what, that's some good podcasting if you can only see <laughs> yeah. what his face was. So um, you, you make a great segue, though, because we're talking about a Gen X Band for sure, right? Yep. Um, Total Gen X band. Exactly. But <laughs> what's, what's interesting is, uh, I think Fuck you Gen have a perception. X. You have a perception of them, Daniel. Lazy that, motherfuckers. That I believe so is, is much uh, different than than the reality of what's on that album. And I fucking um, hate everything Daniel's gonna say. I, I don't give a I'm shit. I'm preempting. I've had well, enough whiskey that I'm actually really going to not hold back. And what I so we're moving into the Offsprings album. We're going oh, to fuck. <laughs> we're, I can't believe you said it like that. Um, <laughs> let's let's give Ryan X his due uh, respect. Let's right. wrap that I, up. Yeah, and and I think what he's doing here really is, and we we keep going back to this, but it's it's one of the things that I really hold dear, uh, right? Uh, creating dangerously, and he's doing that right right there. I and will say three cheers to that. That is absolutely what. What I think Most he's definitely. doing, if, even if I'm not sh- fucking getting it, sure. Yeah, fuck but yeah. I can recognize a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and 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 it is it is no holds barred, um, which 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 is so admirable because you know what, as a writer and stuff like that, you there's always that tug as an artist, just in general, to 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 appeal to the the mass, but also not uh, compromise yourself at all, and and he has done. I would say 100% the latter and not giving a shit about the former. And I think that that's a really admirable thing to still be, to be published as that. much yep. as he does um, because, you know what, it's worthwhile. Okay. Um, and, and, and it stands because of that. Um, and I think one of, the, one of the things, like, to bring it back to a, to a very famous, very important Philadelphian, Walt Whitman, uh, we have the, this guy who's celebrated in our city, uh, incredibly famous poet. Um, he has this incredible preface to 
uh, Leaves of Grass. Is he going to read the prelude? That's 100 pages long. Seminal. I read Leaves of Grass. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I got Chad for his wedding. I got him a first edition. Oh, holy uh, Jesus. Which was battered and, and it wasn't. Doesn't matter. Know, it's awesome. But it was, it was what a friend. pretty awesome. Uh, but he, lo- you know, he loves Walt. Yeah. You know, Uncle Walt. And he has that beautiful uh, piece, uh, Walking in the Wissahickon. Mm-hmm. So this is what he writes. The poetic quality is not marshaled in rhyme or uniformity or abstract addresses to things, nor in melancholy, melancholy complaints or good precepts, but is the life of these and much else and is in the soul. The profit of rhyme is that it drops seeds of a sweeter and more luxuriant rhyme and of uniformity that it conveys itself into its own roots in the ground out of sight. The rhyme and uniformity of perfect poems show the free growth of metrical laws and bud from them as unerringly and loosely as lilacs or roses on a bush and take shapes as compact as the shapes of chestnuts and oranges and melons and pears and shed the perfume impalpable to form. The fluency and ornaments of the finest poems or music or orations or recitations are not independent but dependent. All beauty comes from beautiful blood and a beautiful brain. If the greatnesses are in conjunction in a man or woman, it is enough. The fact will prevail through the universe. But the gaggery and guilt of a million years will not prevail. What troubles him, who troubles himself about his ornaments or fluency is lost. I would like to sleep in your bed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, really well Uncle done. Uncle Walt would, would, would have been a big fan of that <laughs> remark. Um, but that's how I like to end that section. That's great. We oh, started uh, incorporating poetry, and I think that's a really important and powerful thing. And um, I think X is is on that same wavelength as as Whitman, though he may not be a naturalist or, or doing the same kind of thing. I think that he well, has Whitman's the same. world was a different world. His world was a natural world that was getting uh, – massacred so absolutely so he and was commenting on his absolutely. on his world so they are the same <laughs> right on yeah awesome awesome uh and we'll end it there i think that's yeah. i think that's that's where we can move forward from from uh general motors yeah all right i don't want to start talking about the offsprings uh <laughs> without Jesus christ off i just want you guys both just to say fuck you first right to yeah. me I think I already said that I fucking hate what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Daniel. And here's why. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is, this is. I want that to be my ringtone. Well, fuck you, Daniel. And here's why. This is. Oh, it's Nick Collin. A, yeah, that, that would be, that should definitely be it. Um, <laughs> That's great. I think this is, I think this is a, a near perfect, if not perfect album. Um, and I say this because. When we look at it, uh, it comes out at a time when you have uh, the end of Nirvana, right? And you have essentially just a, a industry in flux. And there's Pretty all Green Day as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so you, you well, no. Not pre- Did Green Day come out first? Yeah, Green Day. They came like from the same scene. They came from the, the same scene. I think they're, when you go back, I think they're. Green Day broke in 94. At, at a very similar time, but but you're talking about you're discounting their previous yeah. album, and and we're kind of discounting Offspring, uh, their previous album as well. Ignition. If we're doing that, um, which I don't want to do, but I do want to talk about Smash. So Smash comes out, um, and that is the album we'll be talking about. We have dorks, but when we're looking at it, right? It is, it is, it's, it's, it's 
it's death and then this 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 yeah. birth of something that's been uh, dying for a while which is hardcore right hardcore is from the 80s and we have like all these weird iterations of punk that are starting especially in in socal where you have all this privilege you have all this money and that's where skate and, came from I, and and it's republican that's a republican area right let's let's not well their get kids were were but they're kids because not. well this is the thing this yeah. is what i'm trying to say right so like it's 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 these very uh wealthy kids that are really disenfranchised by what their parents are subscribing to and what they believe in and and, and so all these systems are in conflict here but it's it's a relatively safe place and where it's dangerous is music and so they're, they're, that's where we have moshing and we have crowd surfing. We have all these these different things that they're doing uh, to create the danger that doesn't actually exist in their lives. Right. You know, when you look at New York hardcore, Crow Ma- Mags and shit like Yo. that, like that is those dudes have Freddie rats Man running Ball. across their fucking faces at night. They're like squatting <laughs> and shit. Like Freddie Madball has been in prison crazy. for brandishing a weapon right. multiple times. I mean, you're, you're talking <laughs> about like that's, that's, that's real danger, real violence yep. all over the place for sure. When you look at SoCal, they're safe. Yeah. They're, 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 they're your typical like rich suburban white people. You have college educated right? people making punk rock music. And what, what is really awesome about Offspring is that they own that? Yeah. Where you have people, where you have people, sort of like uh, being super disingenuous and pretending to be something else. We have uh, interviews from when Smash came out, right, with um, Holland, who's going, SoCal, all these punks are just smart kids doing stupid things, right? They're 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 uh, punching each other, they're breaking windows and shit, they're doing all this bullshit, and 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 propping themselves up to be something that they're actually not because they don't actually like what they are, which is the dork that that got no attention, didn't even get beat up at school, got no attention, right? You have songs like Self-Esteem on this album and all this other stuff, and then what's he talking about? He's talking about literally global warming, and he's talking about all these things that are super, super, super important, and honestly... Uh, these recurring themes that are, I would argue, modern humanity's sort of banes, right? He, 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 has, he has focused in uh, on, on the things that Dylan was focusing in on. Yeah, I feel right? you that, on that, man. He was all like, do it to me, baby. Uh-uh. Right, so that's not this uh-uh. album. That's not this album. And, and, <laughs> right, and what that, you've done is you've fucked up because <laughs> you, have, you have gone and, and you've taken what <laughs> someone can become, and if we're tying it into X... This is what capitalism can do to you. It can corrupt, right? Right at your fucking core. And I think that when we're talking about do it Dexter to me, Holland, baby. Dexter is not give it the same. It's not the same dude. I don't think it's the same dude as all. And I will say that there's a little to that. there's a little bit of you know, and I'm I, I, I think I'm giving him a little bit too much credit too. I have to reel it back in a little bit because I I love this album and I think the lyrical content is huge and it's very similar. I picked it because it's 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 moving towards. He's looking around. He's going. I'm not the one who fucked up this planet, but it's resting squarely on my shoulders. He, right? We didn't start the fire. Right. It's, <laughs> Jesus. But I'll listen to, to, Jesus. to Smash a million times before I listen to fucking Billy Joel. But, uh, but, yeah. But what's, but what's interesting is what, who's Billy Joel? He's the rich boy from Long Island, too. You know what I mean? Took He's a dude who can drive his car yeah, through yeah. somebody's fucking house yeah. and not get in trouble for it. You know, and, and 
But when we're looking at, at Dexter Holland, I think he really owns that. He, in, in, in a bunch of interviews that I read, he goes, yeah, we're just smart dorks who end up doing stupid things. And, and I got to say, like, every song, I'm not saying it's Woody Guthrie by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's but so every song <laughs> is, But every song is what's going on when I look around. Fucking Road Rage. Yeah. Fucking uh, uh, kids killing other kids, you know what I mean? This this bullshit aggro nonsense that's happening in schools all the time, and it's it's one of those things where when you look around, um, it's it's come back right quite a bit. Everything that's on this album lyrically has come back and is now the thing that we're talking about. You're really taken by the social commentary of the album. Well, that's why I picked it. That's the link. Yeah. 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 I didn't mean to say it so aggressively. I apologize, <laughs> but be, and that's why circadian is is the is the beer because the whole thing that I was thinking of is just this rhythm that we find ourselves in this cyclical sort of way of, of we're revisiting yeah. all this shit over and over again. This album is twenty five years old, and if you listen to the lyrics, they're that thing that all of my students are talking about now. Right. It's what the senior projects are about right now. It's 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 all the stuff he's touching on all of it in fourteen songs. Or something like that. I just wish he wasn't like waving that machete around while he's talking to me. <laughs> I'd feel more comfortable about him saying it wasn't aggressive. <laughs> I'm Italian. Well, I use my hands. <laughs> I, I just so happen to have real fast. <laughs> <laughs> just so happen to have a machete in one of it. <laughs> said hands. So um, I'm gonna just for a minute talk about. Do you have like the background? Because I skipped it entirely. I apologize. Um, in terms of background, you need to understand that um, Offspring, Rancid, Green Day. Op Ivy, they were all coming out of the same scene, Gilman Street. No doubt. Uh, no doubt, right. Well, I don't think No <laughs> Doubt did Gilman Street, but they were coming around at the same time. I think it he was, was saying No Doubt like you're right. But No Doubt was there. <laughs> like, were they, were, they were there. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you had Green Day, which had this pop sensibility that was able to create And they an were album. the youngest, which was... Sure. Which was Billy Joe was 19 when, when Dookie came out. That's incredible. He was 19 for Dookie? Yeah. The fuck out of here. Yeah. 19 and married with a baby on the way. And what was he like? 16 or 17 for Kaplunk or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, all right. Um, okay. He's the punk Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm going on record with that. But continue. Nick. He, yeah, um, they, they had that thing. You know what I mean? They had that hook that record labels were looking for. They wanted like that post Nirvana band and they found it in Green Day. Green Day opened the door for Rancid and the offspring. Rancid came out. Yep. They were like the clash analog. Um, Offspring came yeah. out. They were like the more, they were the edgier band out of the the big ones that came out. Even despite the fact that Bad Religion, who goddamn motherfucker, right, right? But even despite the fact that Bad Religion was talking about real shit since they started in like 1985, Bad they're Religion, the smartest ones out of the absolutely, whole group, I would argue. absolutely. Yeah. Offspring is like that that one step down. It had that that commercial appeal. Yeah. It had that edge. That Which Nirvana I attribute had. almost exclusively to Noodles. I well, feel like he's noodles the edge of that. Is fucking it's metal. just catchy. Yeah, but but no, he's Arabic fucking yeah. Uh, sensibilities. And they did that through their entire discography. Yeah. And I've listened. I've listened to their entire discography. And uh, like, I'm an Ixnay on the Ombre guy, which came out, which is good. Yeah. That and that keeps. You know, I think it's when they when they lose the hardcore beat. Well, they keep you know? they keep they have that. 
They Not do. They play fast. After Ixnay, sure they do. As much. They do it in Americana. They do it in Conspiracy mm, but, of One. But the I'm problem saying, is, it's every song on Smash. It's right. most of the songs on Ixnay. Right. And then after that, you're getting half the album, maybe. Right. And that, and then that's what they became. They became mall punk before mall punk was a thing. The worst song on Smash is, um, oh God, damn it! It just flew right the fuck out of my head when I said it. <laughs> when I said the worst song on Smash is, is what one? happened to you. Is that the one with the bullshit the, guitar solo? Yes, it's the ska song. It's That's a, ska a fucking song. terrible song. It's the song. worst song on the album, right? But it's the poppiest song on the album. Yes. And you can see if you if you were to chart it on a line graph and have like thing songs close to what happened to you, right? It, it would get closer and closer to that and it would just be that by the time you get to the last 5 albums. Right. That's where and, and that's Give It To Me Baby but, you is. Know, they, you know, Dexter has done interviews, and he said, look, we're just trying to make a living. This is the best way we can make a living. And I, I, I support res- my doctorate habit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that kind of honesty because, truthfully, Offspring is not a punk band. They're not. Sure. And they acknowledge that, and that is cool. I, th- I think what's very cool about them is that they're extraordinarily genuine, right? Yeah. They're owning that they're the dorks. Self-esteem is, is, is one of their most relatable songs. Yeah. And it's largely because, exactly, it's the worst song on the album. It's terrible. And and I'll listen to "Time to Relax" <laughs> before I'll listen to that shit. Oh my god! In any case, so, <laughs> they do case, that on a lot of their albums. Yeah, well, I, I like that. Yeah, but, I do um, too. It's fun. But in any case, I think what we're talking about is this is this genuineness. And and I'm gonna draw a Philadelphia connection here because "Come Out and Play" was the big one, right? Yeah. Um. That was the hit that started it, and then in, I think "Self Esteem" came after. That was the second single, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, don't. Maybe I think Gotta you're get correct. Away was the third. That's the Sorry, one. Gotta that's get also away was the third. That's on Sonic the Hedgehog two, Metropolis Zone three. For anybody that cares, um, <laughs> <laughs> which level? Uh, Is that when you get tails? That's when you get tails. Yeah. Nice. So here's the Philadelphia connection, which you guys, your minds are gonna fall out of your fucking heads. Here we go. Uh, get my so hands ready. To catch my mind. <laughs> so the lyrics. This is uh, this is um, Holland talking. This is Dexter yeah. talking. Right. The lyrics remind me of Eddie Pollock, a suburban Philadelphia 16-year-old beaten to death by seven teenagers with baseball oh, bats a couple of months ago, as a mob of 50 just watched in front of a church where he used to be an altar boy. Last summer, Noodles worked alongside boys who glorify violence. Da 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 da. That's where that comes from. Holy I remember shit. that shit, Eddie. Pollock, dude. Do you remember Holy that? Holy shit. I remember Do I Eddie remember Pollock that? I was young. I remember watching that on my fucking television that might as well have been a wooden cabinet with fake drawers. I had that yeah. too. That's how old that Whatever happened was. to the, the dudes that uh, killed that kid? The thing is, is I think they, they, were they kids. never, they never, it was like, got just, like, there was never justice for him. Yeah. And there was all the people that watched. It's almost like that bullshit that happened out in Coatesville where the dude got burned alive in like 1910 or something yeah. in front of all these people. And it was just something that happened. You know, and and he was the same. But we were kids. Like that was n- in the. 94. What year was that Pollock thing? Ninety four. So this is what I'm talking about. To talk about create dangerously. That's the thing. It's like you know, Vetter does it with Jeremy and shit yeah. too. Like yeah. like, but that's the world. That's what. So everybody talks about Gen X Gen Xers as like really just like angsty and jaded and all this stuff. Cynical. Cynical. Exactly. Yeah. But where does that come from? There's a well, foundation to that? kids turning to that. Who was saying that? I think they're saying it. It now. was the adults in the right, room right. saying yeah, that. Right, right. Yeah, the boomers were tell- saying that about yeah, them. fuck the boomers. But here's the thing. I hope they all die soon. 
Jesus. hope you're not listening. If you are, <laughs> yeah. well, they're not my dying. dad's like, oh, come on. Yourself. Come Ex- on, man. <laughs> Except for I'm Gus. Cool. Not your dad's name's not Gus. It's Bud. Bud. <laughs> it's uh, three letters, and the middle one's you. So you, you can have whiskey. halfway oh, there. Thank you, and it, West Cork whiskey. It's <laughs> <laughs> your third letter this is, none of the time. This is one of the big things that I wanted to say um, was, was that there, there's this whole perception Right. Like some of my students will say, oh, you were such an angsty teen, you know, jaded, uh, cynical, this, that and the third. And where does it come from? It comes from being fucking 10 years old and you see a kid who could be you beaten to death by other kids who could be your friends on the steps of where you were an altar boy because you were talking to some girl from around the way. That's why it happened. He was talking to some chick. And it happened to be some dude's uh, girlfriend, and 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 bang, he's he's dead. And and then and then these guys on the other side of the country pick up on that, and they're seeing similar shit happen in their their high school. And that's the state. They weren't seeing similar shit in their high school. Those kids weren't beating each other to death. But you you gotta remember that California and SoCal <laughs> is 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 so heavily gang influenced. There's such a disparity between yeah, let, let's not people that are going to school together. Yeah, but I know we is. discussed. I know we discussed the fact that like a lot of these people, privileged, had money. They were stepping into a scene that, that I mean, Gilman Street was a fucking dead zone, right? Like it was a hole. But I don't know if you played Philly a bunch when you were younger. Yeah. You know, when I was pretty young, I kept coming, and we would you would play these 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 venues, and 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 um, you know. Even I play like VFWs in Trenton a bunch too, which isn't Philly, but it's fucked up. In Trenton, uh, you, you yeah. know, and 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 you go to these places when you're when you're that age, and you're from I was from the suburbs, and you come in with your worldview and you mix it up, um, and it I don't know it's it changes your lens significantly I think sure it does, and so sure I think does. this is a genuine. It's not prop you know propping up themselves to say i'm tougher than i am i don't think the offspring does that no i i think that they're genuinely saying this is what i see like the best writers are the best observers you know and so he's he's really looking around and saying this is what i see i accept that i'm a fucking dork but i'm not a i'm not a dweeb because i mean dexter's <laughs> not his real name i mean that that was a name he's chose for himself that was the name that he was called by his uh, uh the colleagues in college because he was the biggest dork out of the dorks you know what I mean? Big long he was rows. the valedictorian of his high school as well as the president of the fucking like tech club or something like that. Dexter right. is the dude that says he's from Philly. Although I was gonna say this. He was I don't think born he is and raised and lived on the main line. I think he's <laughs> the opposite. I'm thinking he's the dude that goes, Oh, I'm from Val Kimwood. Yeah. No, nah, he probably I, says Well, he's maybe I'm projecting. Because he goes to fucking I don't know Main if we Street. can apply Philly politics to uh, I was SoCal. literally thinking exactly what Daniel's saying, yeah. though. Because when I went to school in New York, I grew up with a kid in Langhorn who told everybody in his dorm he was from Philly. And I walked in, they were like, oh, you know, insert name here. And not that he's listening, what the fuck, I don't know why I'm censoring that. But he, they, they were like, oh, you know him? I was like, oh, yeah, we went to Oliver Heckman together. Uh, and they were like, oh, where was that? Like, uh, uh, you know, I forget what the fuck he said he was from, like North Philly or something. I was like, nah, dude, that was, that was I, fucking I, 20 miles I, I northwest. I looked at him and I went, did you tell them you're from Philadelphia? And, you know, I might have said, 
I think like I was a Philly musician or something, which is also bullshit and I shouldn't have fucking said. Um, but because I played in Philly a bunch, I think that's why I said it. But I never said I was from Philadelphia because that's a lie, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I never understood that. But people in college did that all the time. Sure you, they did. I, all the time. I don't think these guys are like that. I, I get such a genuine sense that this is who they're owning who they are they are the dorks he wore his fucking glass noodles wears his fucking black rim glasses on stage constantly loses them all the time because he literally can't see like he's just some i I felt like they were very much themselves playing music that seems like they're trying to be something not but guess what man you find your tribe and that's your fucking tribe the first time i went to a fucking punk show i was like god damn it why have I been listening to anything else my entire? And the first time you get into a pit, you go, "This is, this is, this is my people. This is my tribe." And I don't have the same terrible, violent situations that these people live in, who are making up this, who have invented this music in the fucking, you know, uh, badlands of of New York City and 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 wherever else, D.C. and shit like that, Baltimore. But it's it's my people and it's my tribe and I can identify with it in a way that that is genuine you know and I'm not saying that I'm anything else and I feel like that's what I get from this album a lot and it just happens to have an ear for melody and tonality that appeals to a wider audience I'm gonna say something that I hope you set you stood up you took a breath I mean Jesus. <laughs> I did, I, uh, you were gonna <laughs> fart or something I'm like, Fuck, no I'm gonna actually we gotta hit the, we gotta pause the recording <laughs> edit <laughs> I gotta, this yeah. might because you're a smart guy you're analytical critical incredibly handsome I think you've Any, had too much Anytime whiskey. you hear that many compliments <laughs> in a row, you know, it's just going to be like, but I think you're full of shit and don't have a dick. No, 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 like that's that. not, no. <laughs> Because I know you're a smart person and you can see things from it through a larger lens. He's gonna kill you. No, I'm not going to kill you because <laughs> I love you. He's going to kill you. And I know you I can know understand when I say this, you're going to realize that it is the truth. Okay. Because you're a smart person. <laughs> Jesus. It's too many. It's like 10 now. Oh, yeah. yeah it's those four. Um, <laughs> Maybe three. Not smart enough to count, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the offsprings are the reason pop punk exists. Fuck you. That's not true. It is. I listened to this Daniel's album. a smart guy. I gotta give I him. I gotta to give him uh, this uh, album. All right, can I fucking eight to ten times over the past month, which is more than I listened to it when it came out because. As a fourteen-year-old, get when the fuck it out of here! You had DRE on, and and you no, know, no, listen, listen the, to me. The joyous album I know. Singles. Listen to me. I am sorry. I know. Come out and play. I know. Self-esteem. Uh, self-esteem, which are not their good songs. The you know, one, genocide. The one that is their best song is "Gotta Get Away." That is still a kick-ass song. I'll put that fucking on in my walk home tonight. Sega Genesis. Gotta thing, get man. away. Get it. That's a fucking great <laughs> song. All right, I'm not gonna take that from them. That was a good song. But listening to this whole album, I was trying to figure out what I didn't like about it. And it's the same. It's the genesis. Are you connecting this to Dashboard Confessional? The genesis of of your good Charlottes, whatever Mm. whatever you want to reference. No, I've written. I could write a paper about this shit, but continue. (laughs) The musically, maybe not thematically, lyrically, but musically, all the shit that those bands are doing, you can find 
the the uh, uh, the the birth of that in this album. So you're saying this in summation that this is what I was kind of very yeah. tight drumming, kind of super poppy chorus. Every hardcore band has a tight drummer. No hardcore band exists. I don't think there's wrong anything wrong with with polished punk rock either. Which well, leads it's 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 like the gateway to the dark side, which is pop punk. I I think that you can do you're making a valid. No doubt is not the gateway to pop punk. Get the fuck out of here. Bad religion, which I haven't heard of. Uh, I haven't heard their music. They say. are probably not the gateway to they pop are, punk. No, they're they're no. All right. skate. But this, you listen to this, and then you put on, uh, your good Charlotte and your other, what's the other big one? Uh, not Dashboard Convention. They're is this the fault? So here's my question though, because let's just for good Charlotte for, was a fucking studio band. Hold, hold on though, but for 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 argument's sake. Let's say this was a commercial th- album. So, so, the studios. so this, but but this is and, and let's remember the person that we're talking to, right? This is the guy I'm who's, just, who's focused on. I'm just team. a caveman. No, you have you have. I fell into listen, a. What's my? Where's my mind? A pile what? of ice. Two thousand years ago. We're back what, to Encino but, but, Man. But this let's, is great. Let's think about right. Like like we know what my jam is. Unfrozen caveman lawyer. We know lawyer. what 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 Daniel's Daniel has an eye and a mind for 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 business when he talks about music as well right you're you're an artist and you're very artistic and you, and you, and well, you also do that. He but also you you have a sense that a lot of artists don't which is is to how to turn that into something that's sustainable because it is in the end whether we like to say it's not a business right you and want so you want to make money off your art you want to be able to do your you art definitely yeah. so that you yeah. right and so that's just the way our world works and when we're thinking about what you're gleaming from this album it's not the fault, and so this is what I want to clarify. I don't believe it's the fault of the offspring, or the intent, rather, of the offspring to be uh, the, 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 the harbingers of fucking Pop punk. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it. But I, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's the intent. What I think it's the fault of is that they've made such a goddamn good album, such a goddamn accessible album, that they're not compromising to be as polished or as out there. They've just made an album. Because here's the thing. They're on Epitaph. And that's why I think this is a good bring back, right? They're on an indie an indie label that only signs shit that's legit. Let's be honest. If you go through their roster, not, you're not coming across any bullshit. You're well, not. Not anymore. But, yes. That is true. Do, uh, up until from 88 to 94, you really weren't coming from across any bullshit. From 88 till 2005. So, yeah. Point just, made. Point made. Yeah. Right. And so, if this is the case at this time when it comes out, what we're seeing is that unfortunate sort of like. And Sony and Columbia. And, it's but like, let's look at it. Kirk Cobain. They call Wind of Sub Pop. Unfo- he unfo- exactly. So now they catch Wind of Epitaph, and now they say, let's manufacture and bands. I read an interview that sounds where, like that. Holland, where Holland literally says, like, unfortunately, Epitaph's going to have to probably pony up because we're because of this success being offered ridiculous sums and you can see it there's a uh, spin put out they because it's the 25th anniversary they put out this old interview from when smash first came out which is really enlightening i thought because you see holland you see why pretty fly for a white guy happened and it's because they made a choice and after they had one more they were to epitaph for one more album which is x-men right and it's a great album. It is great. And that's their last album 
That's that good. they were contractually obligated to make with Epitaph. And when Smash comes out and has all this success, they literally say they're going to have to pony up. They're going to have to do something to keep us with them because we're getting crazy offers. And the unfortunate thing is, is I think when you grow up where they grew up with the privilege that they had and with just like what's around, there's a quality of life that they're used to. And there's a certain thing that's happening there where they go, yeah, maybe I do want to get my doctorate degree. I know that costs money. Maybe I do want to do X. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, and I think in their head, they go, I can be who I am because that's got me where I am. And th- I don't think any artist goes, I'm going to make up, I'm going to make pretty fly for a white guy. I don't think any artist thinks that's going to happen. Right. Uh, maybe it, this is so weird because maybe I'm being very positive and like glasses half full which is not my mo but i i don't think anybody sets out to do that and i think what happened is we have this sort of convocation all this like shit coming together at once kurt cobain's gone we need the new nirvana this shit's incredibly popular it's also really good yeah and they and, put a lot of shit out all, because of that it was a vacuum i mean the video for uh come out and play was like five grand or something like yeah. that right like it's 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 just good but it happens to do this thing and open some doors that uh, is is the way the industry works. I think I need to talk for a second about. I talk Please correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, I you're right. I, okay, you're right. But I have to say this. Thank God. <laughs> I have to say this. I am. Um, when I was a kid, the pop punk bands they drew me in. I think there's two different types of pop pop punk fans. There's one. The people who grew out of it and moved on to something else and appreciate it for nostalgia. And then there's two, the people who went deeper, did mm. more research, found and, the roots, yeah. and found the roots of where it came from, still ended have up, an appreciation. Belly. Yeah, and like I, I love everything from from Descendants to 80s hardcore to, to ska. You could throw vandals punk. in there. You know? Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, there the, is a the, wide the, breath. The genre of punk music, the the ethos of punk music the the everywhere it's gone the branches that it's gone to it's just where i live yeah and i think there are a lot of people like me out there now i'm not saying that anybody was like yeah i like newfound glory in the eighth grade and they really spoke to me that's fucking cool for you too bro they get but tons the of cred. Sure they do. Newfound glory. They were fucking hardcore. Were Chad in, was in Shy Halud. Dude, they were in eighth grade, right? When that dude, shit came out. Chad had to get the band the, the band members in Shy Halud to take <laughs> him on as a fucking um what am I looking for? Like a roadie or something? No. Um dependent. Consultant. Oh. <laughs> they had to be his legal guardian <laughs> because he was too young to go on the road. No shit. And he was the lead singer of fucking Shy Halud, which is one of the hardest, most technical, most brutal hardcore bands you'll ever hear in your life. Now, Newfound Glory is not that. No. They're not that at all. I but bought one of their t-shirts thinking it was a pro New Jersey shirt. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about Saves the Day. Never mind. Well, <laughs> Saves the Day. Again, New Jersey hardcore. They, yeah, their first one, yeah. album yeah. was a lifetime album. They were the ones I was thinking of. They were in like eighth grade when that came out. Yeah, but if right? you listen to Saves the Day now, every record they've done is not what people... Th- think saves the day is like their one record in reverie is a beatles album it is a fucking masterpiece that's wild it's gorgeous and i hated it when it came out because it wasn't what i wanted yeah i am not a beatles fan so i would say i would probably i can just i'm just trying to draw a through line like these these, (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. people like they went on to do really cool things and uh, like 
I, I know we, we just sat here and, and we shat on what pop punk is. No, I get it. It's not cool. It's not what punk is. But it got me into all the things I give a shit about. Right. And that the, in that, there's validity. Absolutely. And I think my aversion comes 100% from being that young and playing that many shows where it was very clear that people were capitalizing on something that was the new big thing. Yeah. And it was just And they were biting, dicks about biting, it. And they were biting, biting, biting. And it was all these like, like even though I grew up in the suburbs, I didn't have uh, like money like that, right? And these kids had their parents buying them stacks and outfits and equipment and all this bullshit. So I think I resented them for that right off the bat. And then what they were playing was just this manufactured shit that was clearly biting on what was going on and 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 it just felt like so manufactured and 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 just so disingenuous it felt like especially as someone who's like exclusively written through improvisation it felt like someone came with a riff and this was just a mathematical equation that they solved to make a song yeah. and it was very disheartening it was one of those things that sort of like really fucked up my view of my really rose colored view of music because it was a life-saving thing for me yeah. and when i saw that these people were molesting it is what it felt like by doing what they were doing i um i hated it i hated it and that was the generate that was the that was the particular sort of movement that i was coming up in and i'm playing fucking jesus christ pose and then I'm going to play a show where I'm playing Jesus Christ pose and you're playing something that sounds like a zillion things I've already heard with no feeling and, and, and sterile as fuck. And I know your mom bought you that Marshall stack and I know that PRS fucking guitar is not yours. Any kid that has a PRS is a douche. I, I have a very specific Fran Delario had a PRS. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Well, Fran, listen, Fran's so from the suburbs from and, he was, but and he was probably a douche as a 16-year-old. He's a, great, <laughs> he's a great guy now. Right. And that's not to say that all I'm the people I'm talking about didn't become, didn't do what you, you're talking about and yeah. didn't dig and didn't do this really important thing that you have to do for me with If music. I had parents, I would have right, loved I, for them to buy me a PRS. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm just bitter because, uh, you know, I was cutting No, I don't think that's shit, bitter. Like, I think what it comes down to, Nick, is like you make a great point. Like I, I, I live in my pants. <laughs> it's, I live the very privileged life. All right, I cannot pretend to ever be a true like true punk. You know what I'm saying? But the fact but what the matter does that is, even mean? I don't know. But that's what we're talking about. I like, but that's a, but that's a kids, perception too. You know? Sure, I mean? but like the I I know kids that that were playing pop punk music that that were fucking desperate for anything to cling to. Yeah, and they found it. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And whether that's pop punk, whether it was hardcore, we, we, we grew up together and we found this bond despite Absolutely. the fact like it was fast music that we could put our shoulder, our arms around each other's shoulders and sing along to in a crowd of 40 people in, in a, a cathartic BFW. experience yeah. that absolutely is like a cleansing yeah. thing. You know, it's why idols is so yeah, are, are so big right now. Uh, right? You guys are both so fucking punk. 
I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just no, anointing you. No, I'm actually you trying to both. tell you that I'm no, not. No, listen, <laughs> you're both so fucking punk. Oh, uh, let's, let's, you guys, you are in the shit. You guys got your spiked fucking bracelets. <laughs> God damn it. And you go to South Street and fucking. <laughs> 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 that was good. Uh, I actually got hit by a car carrying my drums that's down That's a good South story, Street. bro. That's a cool story, yeah. right? Out of the fucking Pontiac Grill. It was awesome. Awesome. 1995. <laughs> it's great. I was 11. (laughs) (laughs) You were 32. But touche, touche, touche. (laughs) 15. (laughs) He was the guy who was was driving. It was our first (laughs) meeting. That's where we became friends. I I was like, you fuck. I just got my license. (laughs) Let's. In any case, final thoughts no, on this you're, album. But you're, but you're right. It, 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 we can belabor this point all we want. My my feeling is that it, it happened to be all these things meeting at once. Yeah. Cobain dies. They need a new Nirvana. The industry has money. It's the last gasp, really. The '90s are the last gasp. Maybe the early 2000s, were like new metal, no, and shit like that. Really, that was that was like a fucking death throw. Sure. There you go. Yeah, no, so yeah, that was it, cool. more desperate. But like, yeah. it, there, there's the. I think they see it on the horizon, right? Like, they major labels are going fucking down. Like, it's something's bad. Something's gonna happen because that was grunge was like a gift. Well, to you them. go to you go to the wall and you spend thirty dollars for a CD. I should have picked up on that when I was a fucking kid. Like, there's no way inflation would double. Like that would a CD would double in the span of a year. In the nineties, it was thirty bucks, and then I in the two thousands, it was I, twelve. I know, <laughs> and, but but it was that much because you knew they were just getting what they could when they could. Yeah. Right, and I didn't think, oh, m- the industry I I, I want to be a part of is dying right. horribly right now, and and that's what it was. They had that last bit of money, and they were going to go. Let's do what we can right now. I mean, it's like everybody denying fucking climate change. Right, I'm going to be dead by the time it actually affects us. Not me personally, the old heads who were fucking yeah. denying it. I'm gonna be dead and by the know, time that's it affects why us. Let's get as much money as it's, they can. It's the, the same thing happened with the music industry. I'm gonna get as much money as I can. I'm gonna take the money and 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 try and make as much as I can. And by propping up these old fucking sagging careers, why do we have load and reload? Get the fuck out of my face, Jesus Christ! This is a pretty cool tune. Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, the, but but I digress. The 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 point here is that smash. I think is a near perfect album. I think that I like it, how you say smash, by the way, I'm just saying it goes nice, man. It goes with the theme of these just circadian rhythms. These, these things that we keep revisiting as modern humans, these things that are problematic that we need to address and we talk about, but we need to actually do something about now. So 25 years later, we're actually meeting sort of like the ends of of what was talked about by Gen X and, and and the things that they were trying to bring us light. So I give a lot of credit to Gen X because we see with the younger generation, that's where these big ideas are forcibly pushed into the faces of the public. And I think Smash does that. And, you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, in the interview with Holland, they're talking about Nirvana being the voice of a generation. And he goes, that might be so, but I don't know what the fuck he's saying in his lyrics. He goes, and he doesn't like prop himself up. The interviewer goes, I understand yours pretty clearly, and they're pretty fucking good. And he goes, yeah, well, I try and say something. I don't know what Kurt's trying to say. And I read an interview with Kurt where he goes, I say something genuine, and then I immediately mock it. And if there's anything Gen X, it's doing that. 
Yeah. It's saying something genuine and then feeling so self-conscious that you've exposed yourself that you make fun of it and tear yourself down a little bit. That's about right. And, and the genuineness of Holland and this album to say exactly what he's thinking as bluntly, to speak it almost, he's not singing for most of the album, to actually just say it um, in almost childlike terms, um, I find really endearing. And that's where that's my two cents on that. Let me um go next so that way it's a compliment sandwich. No, I think it's a good compliment sandwich. Yeah. It's a good approach. Yeah. Um and Nick knows more than any of us on this topic, so lyrically I can say that I ignored the album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start there. So you missed Musically <laughs> I think it's a pile of dog shit. Oh god. Don't fucking talk over me. Because I've had enough, I've had enough whiskey <laughs> to think about being mean to you. <laughs> but I won't. I won't. But I want you to know I'm thinking it. This is the I Philadelphia. Yeah, we're we're from the suburbs. <laughs> this is the actual city, dude, coming out right now. He's gonna beat me up in my own basement. <laughs> <laughs> this old bastard can't beat you up. <laughs> He hit, me with a, gang, he hit me with a car off. when I was a kid. Who the fuck knows what he's Get off my higher chair here because I'm short. All right, Daniel, can't. wrap it up. I got to pee. Um, <laughs> no, you're on, the, you're on the way to something. I know it. Musically, I think it's a bullshit album. The drumming, I understand why you guys like it and why people uh, that like punk music and aggressive music like this album. The drumming is super fucking fast. It's super tight. Uh, the drummer and the bass player They lock in I'm not gonna take that away for them Those guys are fucking tight That makes a band a lot of times and, Well the no section really the, Makes a punk band the, Period No Any band The drums and the bass Are the fucking band Truth Yes Fuck the singer Fuck the guitar player Drums and I bass do either Are the well. band <laughs> um, One of them is off The song is off Absolutely So anyway The drummer and the bass player Are super tight they're just using their powers for evil instead of <laughs> 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 instead of creating meaningful art. And the and the final thing I guess I'll I'll, I'll end it on is hated it. When I was considering peeing myself, when I was fourteen years old, uh, I never bought this album. My f- uh, buddy of mine, uh, Mike Aiello. Hey, Mike, you're not listening. Go fuck yourself. Uh, he <laughs> hates everybody. Right we're not now. friends anymore. Anyway, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Jesus. Yeah. Um, nah, he's nice An Italian guy. schism. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. For life. <laughs> Until a deathbed. Then I'll smack him on the face twice and hard and then kiss him and say, I forgive you. Put two quarters on his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're here because I'm dying. I'm going to stab him. And die I don't know if he's joking. <laughs> Listen, I'm Sicilian. I got Sicilian blood. I might yeah. stab him right now. I don't know. I, don't know. I knew what I don't he was know. saying. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, um, the, the, the final thought. And it fucking just escaped me, motherfuckers. Um, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> when I when Mike Aiello put that album on when we were 14 mm. years old, uh, that dumb motherfucker, hey, welcome to a thing. We're gonna listen. That yeah, talking thing relax, yeah. was so fucking stupid. And only, I felt like only a stupid person <laughs> whose art, they don't they don't care about their art would do that yeah. to their art. Right. And now I was like, you're presenting your art with this stupid fucking thing. 
you don't care about your own art, so why should I care about yeah, it? Yeah, you 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 really and I I love that you hold music up to where you hold it up because that's what that's where this is coming yeah. from. Like you you hold it up to where it it it, it can't be uh, comedic in the way that they're, that they're seeing. It's you're saying if you're gonna do it, you can't cheapen it, and especially um, at that age, I'm sure you. You know, like me, that's how I reacted to the to the pop punk kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're doing this thing that to me was cheapening, what like like say something, do something, do it do it, you know, right. And what's right for us is is different. So meaning, that was a Gen X thing. They were mocking their own thing. Musicians, and and I think that there's a little bit of extra. So you say a dumb person. I think they're actually you know the most brilliant writers. Some of the most brilliant writers are satirists, right? And 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 when you look at. Uh, they were literally satirists. Exactly, and I think that's 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 what we're seeing in part here. I think that that you're you're not giving them enough, and I think that that's what they were doing. Same time to relax, and then going. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know if you do. <laughs> I'm gonna cut in here because fuck you. My it's favorite record, Ixnay on the Ombre. The first thing they talk about is how the fucking lyrics are not being serious. They're trying to mock you. Yeah. They're trying to satirize real things yep. to give you fucking perspective. <laughs> However, The Offspring is not the band to do that for the world. Smash is good. Ixnay is good. Everything else is real bad. All right? Well, let's that's just, where we see capitalism corrupt. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. Punk was right. a thing that... Fucking punk rock was like, hey, man, pick up a guitar, write a fucking song. Right. I can do that. Accessibility. Accessibility. What's wrong with being able to write a dumb little solo that mimics the fucking lyric line in a goddamn chorus? There ain't nothing wrong with it. And fuck you for thinking so. (laughs) It's stupid. I stopped recording when you looked at me and said, fuck you. Can we we try that again? I'm just going to put that to our story. I'm not going to fucking, I I can't, I'm not going to sit here and justify (laughs) everything that I give a shit about. Right. But that old man nonsense that Daniel just <laughs> talked about that mad at a cloud bullshit is what I fucking hate about music snobs I, I, and that <laughs> is what you are sir <laughs> I, I smash is cool <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up to wrap up smash I think what's interesting and what's great about it I don't think I'm an old man yelling at the clouds that, for the record is that it is that it does on this like we said, with any piece of art, it elicits this strong of a response. And to be honest, the the thing that that happens is is whenever you start breaking down complexity and you start putting things at its base, you know, elements and stuff like that, you end up in this kind of a discussion where you have people saying it should have done this and it could have done this and why didn't it do this and Ultimately, sometimes you just are are, are moving uh, almost exclusively um, by your by your guts and and sort of a primal instinct and um and and with a lot of punk, I think that's that's what happens. The unfortunate thing is, it can be corrupted pretty significantly and sure pretty profoundly. And I I think unfortunately that's what we see happen to the offspring. And I would love to see a return to form. That the unfortunate thing is, after twenty five years, um. I'm not sure that it could be taken seriously. And so I love Smash. I think it's a near-perfect album. And uh, I love that people disagree with that because 
like loving Ryan X and, and all the rest, I, I get to know more about myself. And, and when I feel like I can't be swayed from my opinion, I go, oh, I must really I must really like it then. And uh, and that gives me a little bit more footing into who I am. I will say this, and this will be our cheers for this. Um, I hearing your, uh, I can see through your pathos. Uh, we are all right in our opinions on this album. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's really sweet. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, let's be nice to each other and talk about beer now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, fuck. The Great Equalizer. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. All right, let's get into the beer now. This is uh, another thing we see a repeat. As we stated earlier, this is our second time looking at 2SP Brewing Company. Um, a little bit biased. One of my old uh, rugby teammates, Burgle, also known Burgle. as Mike Contreras. I miss uh, that man. He's great. He's wonderful. He's listed as his job is power lifter <laughs> at 2SP. He's like the marketing dude. Um, wonderful man. He's really good at it. He brought them to Japan, baby. Uh, so we did a remote cast there two summers ago, was yeah. it? Yeah, coming yeah. up on two summers. Yeah. Fantastic. 17. Um, and we are looking at one of their beers today that is pretty rare. The most gorgeous label in all of beers, the Circadian. This is a New England IPA made with oats and rye. So just a quick background. Uh, 2SP is based in Ashton, PA. Aston. Aston. Uh, you know, on the way to the airport, essentially. Yeah, Delaware it's in like County. a strip mall. Athens. Yeah, uh, a little Delco. And and so they have this award-winning brewer known for his, uh, also named Mike, correct? Um, and he has a, like a three-foot-long beard. Yeah, and he's he's known, his Russian Imperial is, is literally gold medal award-winning. Yeah. Um, and so they got him from, I believe, was it Triumph? I think it's Triumph, uh, where he was for quite some time. And... You know, started this up. So, 2SB, incredible. If you're in the Philadelphia area, take the trip out to the tasting it is, room. Listen, it's far. All right? It's far it's from my house. It's not super close. No, but it is worth it. It is worth Absolutely. the drive. It is worth the inevitable traffic jam you will get in on the way there. But also, they're super fucking nice. And I think they have a big thing with, like, uh, soccer matches, like the footy footy ball is, is yeah. on the TV pretty often. It wasn't when we went there. There was a bunch of dudes in jerseys or whatever. Yeah. Um, so in any case, Burgle, I love you. Played rugby with him, and he's the reason I know about 2SP. 2SP is an incredible brewery, one of the near Philadelphia ones. We are looking at the Circadian today. This is a, a crack New England it. IPA crack made with it. oats and rye. Crack it open, baby. Cheers. Cheers. 6.5% um, Amarillo, brewed with rye and oats, made with 88 pounds of late-edition Amarillo hops. Think orange and tangerine. This beer is big on the juicy business. Oh my god! Juicy business. Let's and uh, so, uh, take a sip of the juicy business. Let's take a ju- uh, juice of the <laughs> sure. juicy business. Chase, take a sip. Juice of the sippy. Wheeze in the juice. Juice the sippy. Wheeze in the juice, bro. The wheeze. Holy shit! That's tasty. Holy shit! The finish is so good. It's so good. That's an interesting finish. If, I mean, we've talked. I know about we this talked about three not years. Interesting this anymore. is not my beer. This I isn't what no, I drink. No, no. I haven't and it had is magnificent that type of finish in my mouth since 
<laughs> 2008. Oh, God. <laughs> Graphic. Um, oh, my God. Go on. I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Open borders policy is <laughs> I was operating. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, I mean, what is that, though? That's I think that's got to be the oats. Or some, or the rye, or something, right? But what's smoothing it out like that? Because this is a very hop forward beer, and then it's, it finishes it's, so it's nicely. Very juice forward. The hops come. Really? I'm getting a little I get, bit of I get sting at the front, and then sting. Okay, yeah, the stings hit me in the tongue after the sweetness gets you right in the front. Yeah, there's this aromatic. There's some sweetness. joke there too. I don't know. <laughs> there's this aromatic sweetness that yeah is wafting from the can and you get it as soon as you take a sip but it's not like a sierra nevada torpedo like tropical or whatever where you get like all that hibiscus and mango and all that shit it's none of that that's what the juices are for torpedo ish very dry did it the dryness really just keeps going yeah 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 it's like getting that last mile out of your gas tank it just keeps going i don't know if it's because it says it right on there the the oats is the first thing that you see under the the new england ipa yeah, i don't have a can in front of me so it's not swaying me but um but that's all i'm thinking about is like oh, like sh- like literally sh- some quaker like dry oats just rubbing on the tongue is like how it feels like it's finishing just soaking up the juiciness from from two seconds ago well it is yeah, are, that's exactly what it's doing. These are Audubon. <laughs> I'm drawings. glad I nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> these are Audubon drawings. So that's the cool thing. Uh, images are provided courtesy of the John James Audubon Center at Mill Grove in Audubon, Pennsylvania, and the Montgomery County Audubon Collection. It's a wonderful place. You should go there. So Audubon, was tell an us about it. Nick. So John James kidding, Audubon is is, is the fellow that Audubon, Pennsylvania, is named after, and I'm certain that Audubon, New Jersey, is named after <laughs> the same fellow. Um, uh, he 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 drew the book Birds of America, yeah, um, and it is uh, um, considered a, an American masterpiece for bird watching for and different bird things watching, like that. Right. Yes, yeah, so you can um, get an accurate idea of of what the fuck you're looking yeah. at when you got your binoculars. And on. if um, there is a sanctuary in Audubon, PA, which is I worked there, I grew up around there. Oh no shit! Yeah, St. Gabe's is right there. No shit. Um, I passed it all the time when I was a kid, and uh, my wife and I were going to look there to get our reception there. Mm. Um, wow, could you imagine? Oh, it was, it was amazing. I, I met a, a, a very um, lovely blue jay there the last time I was there, like three weeks ago for nice. an event. Uh, his name was Conrad. <laughs> uh, he Wait, was they a, named the blue jay? Yeah, and the blue jay was around people so much that he just hung out. Dude. And bluebirds are assholes. Yeah, so blue jays incredible. are dicks. They're yeah. extraordinarily aggressive. That's why I have a ceramic one in my garden to <laughs> yeah. keep off the other yeah. birds. Yeah. Wow, that's wild, man. But um, if for those movie fans out there, there was a film that came out last summer called American Animals, and it was about the true story of the guys that tried to steal Birds of America from a library in Louisiana. No shit. Um, it's an amazing movie, and everyone should see it. That's cool. <laughs> I had no, I, no idea. Yeah, that it was that great. Existed. It was a really small independent movie. It blended documentary and 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 um, traditional filmmaking into one really bizarre piece of great movie. That's a fucking cool. movie. Movie. Like you're a cat. I've had some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, <laughs> we've all. I don't know if you've been with us for the previous three hours, but. Uh, <laughs> 
No, but if you're in the Philadelphia area, go to um, Audubon. Go to the, the, the center there. It's wonderful. And Nick will remind no us later, but definitely check out the uh, Instagram for some pics mm-hmm. of this gorgeous can. Uh, the wrap is absolutely phenomenal. We're in like the last skit of Saturday Night Live territory right now. I watched the last skit of Saturday Night Live. I watched my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I you said we wanted to kill Elvis. So we're the getting, only, we're the getting only person listening right now is Eric Weingarten. Because he's, he's running up a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to probably start laughing. Fall back down that eat mountain. Eat shit and fall right back down that mountain. Log, Eric, log, log. Pick yourself back up. You can do it. I believe in you, sir. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong, though. That's the funniest part about it. Yeah. He's he's definitely doing that. Oh, he's yeah. the only yeah. one listening. Yeah. Oh, you meant like he's the At only. At this point. <laughs> I meant like literally what we're saying right now is probably exactly what's happening, and he's probably laughing. And he's laughing and whilst he's rolling down shit. a hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it's all right, buddy. I know you yeah. got the uh, the old tight tight undershorts on. You can pull them out. No one's looking. <laughs> no. Okay. No one's around. Now we're getting a um, little niche, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, we've we're speaking to one person. <laughs> we're like Dexter. Um, overall, <laughs> from the Offspring's. Oh God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, overall. Two SP wearing overalls. The, this. The, uh, this, I think, really nicely brings things together. We have the New England IPA. We have a craft brew talking about these rhythms of life, gorgeous artwork. Art is in the eye of the beholder. Someone might say this is absolutely someone just replicating, you know. Like the grandma's wallpaper or you something. You know, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and to me... And, and and I think this is actually really important. Where the art is makes a difference. This is on a beer can, which makes it way different than if it were wallpaper. If it were wallpaper, I got to and I would walk by it. Right. Because it's on this, it's, it's enhanced. Striking. It's enhanced. Right. And I, I think for me, the lyrics in Smash are on. On the album Smash, Smash, in, I, Smash like, I love it. Are enhanced <laughs> because what's behind it, right? It's like this yeah. this hardcore punk. And then with X, we have I this mean, call to arms. This 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 look at what puts us in a tight spot and how we can get the fuck out of it with our fists and our minds. And uh, and because it's put in the form of poetry, uh, I feel like it's uh, a lot more profound than the. That you hear marching around the streets with people who don't necessarily have a firm grasp on on what it is that they're actually fighting they for. They like clapping, yeah, and being part of a thing. I'm not a big clapper, nor am I a fan of being part of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going to leave it. I think it's a incredibly tasty beer. It should be noted. This comes out rarely. I happened to stumble on it, and I was like, "This is the you one." Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come out often. It's very infrequent. But if you see it, I would strongly encourage you to pick it up. 2SP. I mean, you will not be able to avoid looking at it because it's gorgeous. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I would pick it up. I would cut my nose up just to stuff it into this can <laughs> to get a good whiff of it. Look, yeah. You, very hey, fan, you know me. I'm a regular-ass beer drinker. This shouldn't make sense. This is a terrific beer. Yeah. Like, from a guy that drinks Coors Light, all the time right on this is delicious so agreed how about you i agree with both of you 
It's been an excellent cast. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. I'll see you, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Don't, don't worry about a thing. Every other thing's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Joy as an act of rebellion. <laughs> Call us idols. All right. Nicholas Gregorio has Take two us books there, out. Baby. He's got uh, This Distance out from Maudlin House. That's a collection of short stories. Uh, not really a collection of short stories so much as it is a uh, punch to your weenie hole. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's my blurb. That's my blurb. <laughs> you actually evil. blurbed it, though. I thought you were going to give your yeah, actual I thought you were going to do it. it, I, it was, I had it, some whiskey. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I've forgotten what I wrote. I wanted published. to, God and then it, it escaped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say Daniel DeFranco himself has a book out on Tailwind's Press called Panic Years, which is out anywhere you can get a book. Is yours out anywhere you can get it? Not yet. We're working on it. They've been really dragging their <laughs> asses. They sure have, but it's on maudlinhouse.net. You can get it at any time. It's as easy as typing in amazon.com. Just type in maudlinhouse.net. Yeah, and truthfully, if it were on Amazon, I'd be getting nothing. Maudlin House would be getting nothing, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, you're right helping on, yeah. out um, starving artists. Listen, Nick has lost 48 pounds. That's true. Literally starving himself. Because you have not bought his book. Yeah. <laughs> He cannot. Ma- I'm actually just eating vegan stuff and turkey burger, so I'm eating very yeah. well. I'm just not. He looks great. <laughs> Thanks. You can't tell. You, you legitimately look like you're in high school. Th- oh, that was making me uncomfortable. Was what I was going and for. Like, like. <laughs> Except for the widows. Casually people, the, around the arches. <laughs> the arches I've got going on. McDonald's arches. We LeBron should. Ass head. We should explain the, the arches together. <laughs> You have you grow your hair long. Your hair is is longer than mine. I can't. Yeah. My hair grows out. Your grows down. So yeah. it's it's much better. Your grow down. You grow down. <laughs> I've had some whiskey. Okay. You gotta tell. You gotta tell everybody about the the stuff. Okay. I've been hey, waiting for you to say it. Let's I've keep this going because no one's listening anyway. Right hey, now. Let's just <laughs> talk for three hours. This might be the drunkest cast we've done. No, get out of town. <laughs> and it happens really soon. That whiskey. <laughs> That hit quick, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, isn't there one where you and I, Nick, just oh we laugh, laugh yeah, for for, for a, five minutes, obnoxious amount of time. Yeah, this is different. I said, this like, is this is like or something. Yeah, none of us have to teach young minds tomorrow. I do. Or great papers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all do. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Plug the cast so okay. we can leave. Hey, everybody. Hey. 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 Thank you for listening to this extraordinarily long episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. You can find us on uh, the internet at uh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus.com. On Facebook at facebook.com slash book red fuck. Facebook at Facebook, the thing, Facebook. Facebook We're on Facebook. You can check us out at Book Record Beer Podcast on Instagram at Book record beer and on Instagram. What the fuck? You should just keep this because everybody will know. No one cares. All right. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash book record beer podcast on Twitter at book record beer and on Instagram at book dot record dot beer. We're on iTunes. Stop already. I hope you listen to this again in the future. I apologize furiously for all of it. That's a good way to cast with an apology. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and cheers. Die. Jesus.
Cheers, guys. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs>